Did you know that there are close to 300 billion emails sent and received on a daily basis? Yeah, that's a lot of emails. And that number is going to continue to grow, which is why I think it's important to know how to manage emails effectively, to learn the tools that your email inbox has given you that you probably have at your fingertips and you may not know they exist or how to use them. So I think it's important to talk about the tools that are given to you. And as your professional organizing friend, I want to make you aware of five features that you may not have known existed, or you need to be reminded that they're there so that you can manage your email inbox effectively, you can stay on top of it. And it's even more important, I think, to talk about these subject matters before you head you know head for head out for the holidays or on vacations when typically most people will take a longer time off because what happens is when we take these times off this time off you go and then you dread coming back to open that email inbox i know there's a lot of you out there like that for both your business email and your personal email because you haven't been checking it and you know there's going to be an abundance of messages so either you're in the camp of you come back and then whatever you missed, you missed. And if it was important, they'll email you back again, which, you know, it, I mean, that's a strategy, but it may not exactly work to your benefit. And sometimes that's how things get, met, you know, missed important things, especially for work or business. So that's a strategy, sure. But wouldn't you rather have better control over your email inbox so that you know where things are going if you needed them instead of just it being lost and... You just hope that someone will message you if it's important enough. And then some of you are in the camp of you come back from your holiday vacation, your trips, or whatever it may be, time off, and then you come back and you do tackle your email inbox, all the ones that you have missed, but that's a lot of time probably consumed looking at spam, deleting the messages that you you were, you know, CC'd or you were in a group message for and now it's become a, you know, 100, 200 emails worth of conversation emails that you didn't really need to be a part of. So you come back to more work and that's another reason you dread opening your inbox because you know you're just going to have to do double the work when you come back. So most of us most of you will end up just checking your messages when you're supposed to be having time away from your inbox. And that's not healthy either. So I'm here to talk about at least five features. There's plenty more, but I'm going to limit them to five and I'll tell you why in just a second. Uh, but there's about five features that I love very much and that I, as a your professional organizing friend, would suggest that you pay attention to and you either turn on or you pay it or at least you go and explore because I think that they can work to your advantage in the long term and will create good habits and continuous habits that you later on won't even have to think about, um, which is kind of one of the definitions of, of, of a habit, right? Like you just do it so automatic that you don't even think about it. And that will then increase the efficiency that the email inbox is supposed to have for you because that is what that whole inbox is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a place where you receive and send messages in the most effective manner. And if you are just out there for, you know, losing emails or getting so many you're overwhelmed, it defeats the purpose of having this awesome technology. So I want to make sure that you are utilizing all of the, the technology to your advantage and that it's not working you or overwhelming you. Welcome to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. I am your host, Stephanie, a professional organizer and productivity expert. 
Ready to explore the right organizing and productivity solutions for you? Yeah? Well, then let's go. Okay, so let's get started with the five tips. And the reason there's five is because these are the five tips, well, features that I have identified that have been around long enough that it's not just a fad. Because you know how sometimes you have, uh, especially with software or platforms and things like that, um, there'll be a feature and then they'll take it away when it didn't work and then now it's become obsolete. Um, Now, in email inboxes, that happens less frequent than in social media platforms because email inbox is a little bit more well thought out. It's been around longer, so they get tested a little bit more. So there's less of that where they, they take away features, but there's still sometimes where you know you will find a button here and then it kind of goes away if it, if it didn't work. So these five features are features that I have identified as long lasting, they have worked, and that I have seen them be used over and over by clients over the years. A quick disclaimer, these features are a little bit centered around Gmail specifically and more, you know, Google workspaces, but all of these features can be found or a version of these features can be found on most popular email servers, email inboxes, like the Microsoft, like the Outlook, like the Microsoft suites and, and all of the other suites. Okay. So it's not just for Google workspaces like Gmail. They can be found in your preferred email inbox dashboard. You may just have to do like a little workaround or just message us and we can help you find it because most of these email, we have worked with most of these email inboxes. It's just a matter of figuring out where your particular version lives. And then also if you're if you're using the web version versus the, um, the application on your phone or your tablet. So it may be found in different places, but these are the features that most of them have native to the email inbox. First feature that I want to talk about is the snooze button. The snooze button is a feature that is basically, you know, think of it like your clock, you know, snooze or your alarm in the morning, you turn it on, it's supposed to wake you up at five in the morning, seven in the morning, and then you snooze it. And then every five, five, 10 minutes, depending on how you have it set up, it will just keep reminding you and going off. That's the very similar idea here, just with your email inbox. Snoozing emails is a feature for those of you who like to procrastinate (laughs) or are simply too busy to get to every email right as they come through. And by procrastinating, I just mean you see that it's there, but you're just really not in the mood to be answering it. You're not in the right headspace. Maybe that is not your the moment where you really like to answer emails. Maybe you're more in an afternoon email person. Uh, So it could be a different different reasons of procrastinating. They don't have to necessarily be negative, but snooze is perfect for those of you who would like to get a reminder at a later time. You don't want them to go away completely. And this feature will let you declutter your inbox without having to worry about the contents of the emails, which means you, it's not going to be like a read it and then you forget it. And then now it just starts to accumulate. You will snooze it to a time when you're ready to address it, delete it, or do something about it. So the snooze button is one of my favorites to turn on. And in most email inboxes, you can do uh, different settings as to how often you you want it snooze, like five minutes, three minutes, or whatever that may be. The next feature is called nudges in the Gmail, in email, um, Google Workspaces Gmail. But there is nudges in the other email servers. They're called something a little bit different. They call it nudges. Now, 
it might be found in different places and it's a different version of snooze. Basically, nudges is more of a, it actually will remind you of the action you're supposed to make. So for instance, it'll nudge you, you know, kind of like the little elbow. Think of the little elbow, like, you know, chicken flop, like when you, you, somebody's next to, next to you and you nudge them for something. That's what this is. And what it is, is it'll nudge you to take action, a very particular action, such as, hey, you have not, this person has not emailed you back. Would you like to remind them? Versus the snooze, it's literally when an email comes in, you snooze it, and then it comes back later. The nudge is an actual action item that it will remind you of. Nudges is perfect for those of you who tend to forget to reply to emails because this can be like a nudge in three days. Like, hey, it'll say, hey, you have not replied to this person. Would you like to do it now? And so that is perfect for all of you who say, oh, I'll just reply to them later. You, because it, it, it can cap, it's capturing that you, you email, you opened it, opened the email, and now it's just trying to tell you, hey, you did this action. Would you like to do something about it? So it's a great, great feature. The next feature I want to talk about is the schedule send. Schedule Scent is amazing. I think this is one of those most well, a little bit better known features that people do are starting to use more and more, but I still think it's being underutilized. It should be, it should be utilized a lot more. And if you didn't know about this, I would hurry up and play and play around with it because here's the thing. This is perfect for those of you who either batch your work or your messages or your email responses or, you know, messages or whatever they may be in your inbox. It's perfect for those of you who work odd hours. Maybe you travel all the time and your client or your um, or your workplace is in a different time zone. So the schedule send is perfect for those instances and many other instances. So basically you write the email, you reply to the person, but you don't send it right away. You schedule when to send it, when to reply. So you do all the actions. It's just not actually going out in that moment. So like I said, it's perfect for those of you who maybe are night owls and you want you don't want to necessarily tell, you know, be shown that you were up at three in the morning or vice versa, you know, whatever, or like, you know, you're, you want to reply right away, but you're just, you don't want to forget because you're heading out of town on, you know, next week. And so you want to make sure that it gets sent, but not in that moment. So the schedule send is perfect for that. It just schedules your emails to be delivered at just the right time. Next on my list of features that I think you should know about is the sync with calendar and or tasks. Basically, you're just syncing your email inbox to your calendar and your task. And what that does, now, before I tell you what that does, some of the email inboxes, they do that automatically. Google Workspaces now basically does that automatically. Um, but you might, so you may have to turn that on yourself or off if you want it off. But the sync calendar and or with your tasks means that whatever is being messaged back and forth in your email, in your emails, will be captured by your calendar and or tasks so that when you hover over the words or the dates that are being sent around, you can just kind of hover over and then it'll give you an option or maybe you have to right click or if you're in the app version, it might look a little different or you may have to highlight it. But basically it prompts you to add a schedule for whatever date that was proposed. So let's say you're all going back between dates and then one was finalized. 
then you can hover over that date and add it immediately to your calendar versus having to manually add it to your calendar, like go to the app or head over to the calendar section and manually go add a new date. This way, it basically prompts you to add it automatically. And the same thing with tasks or maybe your to-do list. So sync those up because I think that, again, goes underutilized. I mean, how easy is that? So that you can just quickly hover or, or create an action based on the email messages. And I think that's wonderful, especially for all of you who tend to be a little bit more perfectionist, that you're waiting for, you know, to send the most perfect um, Google or Outlook calendar invite so that it's the perfect color and the perfect title. And that works in some instances. But in this case, sometimes you just have to put it in your calendar right now so that you don't start double booking yourself. Um, this is especially true for those of you who have family calendars work calendars that if you don't add it immediately, something else might get overbooked or put in in its place. So syncing it immediately will help you avoid that so that you can just quickly add these very important dates and tasks to your calendar and or again, your tasks. And sometimes uh, for some, it's also personality driven. Some of you put your tasks as a calendar to do and some of you will um, put your calendar dates under, under your tasks. This is where we start to, um, you need to just kind of figure out what works for you. How do you, uh, how do you use your calendar? How do you use your tasks? And then go according to that. Part of this thinking calendars and tasks that I want to mention is that uh, most of these email inboxes will allow you to sync several Google calendar, like Google calendars or Outlook calendars or your task lists. So just make sure that you are connecting the right ones. And you may have multiple, like I have multiple, um, but you just kind of, that is one thing that I would advise you to pay it a little bit close attention to. So if you feel like that will be too overwhelming, just do one account at a time so that you don't start adding, a, you know, maybe like a personal email to your business or business to personal and vice versa and it starts to get confusing. So maybe play around with one account at a time and then start branching out and, and putting in all your other um, different calendars and tasks. Okay, for our last feature that I want to talk about is the filters. And this is one of my most favorite features that I use that I love when clients get used to because when they see the power in filters in their email inbox, they just like, it's just a time saver. And then they just can't believe they didn't use it sooner. What are email filters? Email filters or rules, sometimes they're called rules, are a set of parameters that you give your email inbox or server about what kind of emails you're receiving or messages that you're receiving. So you give it some parameters, right? Or some rules, and then it will organize it according to the rules that you have set for it. So the filters will automatically delete or archive or move those incoming emails based on those rules that you've set to another folder, depending again on what you told it to do. Long are the days where you had to create an, or you had to upload an extension to your email server, or you had to use an outside company. Most of the most popular email servers and inboxes already come with this. So you no longer have to do the connection with another outside software. Most of your email servers come with this feature. And I just think it's being completely underutilized because when you give your email inbox a set of directions, a set of rules, a set of filters, you are getting a, you're a step ahead. I mean, before it even reaches your inbox, 
your email inbox is working for you and doing what you told it to do. Many of these machines and softwares and amazing uh, tools that we have at our disposal that are supposed to be super smart, they learn from our actions. So if you don't tell it what you want it to do, it will try to try to guess, but you need to tell it what it is that you're you're trying to do. It will again, it'll try to guess, but sometimes it's not going to be right. So you're just going to get frustrated with it because you think it's a mind reader and at the end of the day it's a machine. It's a machine that's learning based on your habits. So you want to make sure that you're telling it what you wanted to do and what your habits are going to be. When it comes to setting the rules or filters in your email inbox, you will have to play around with what works for you and what doesn't. You will find this feature in the settings of most email servers or inboxes. And from there, you will go to filters or rules, and then you will set a couple of rules. Don't make it too complicated, okay? At the beginning, especially if you're not used to setting rules like this, I would start very simple. So for instance, maybe choose that one account that's the most annoying to you, but you're just not ready to unsubscribe from it, especially marketing emails. Uh, and actually, we have a whole episode about this very particular subject matter, and it's called the pros and cons of subscribing and unsubscribing from email lists. And we have a digital marketer that um, I put in the show notes, but she did a, a great job with, with talking about some of those pros, pros and cons, because just because you unsubscribe does not mean you won't be bombarded by emails any longer. And maybe in, in that moment in time, you just don't want to receive them, but that doesn't mean you want to be not included in that subscription. So um, head on over to our episode 15, which is the pros and cons of subscribing to email lists with uh, Christy Crew. And that can give you a little bit more information on that. Okay, but going back to filters. So this is a great way for you to give it a set of rules and parameters and then checking on those folders whenever you're in the mode or mood to address those messages. So it's perfect for that. So, but I would start very simple. I would start with, like I said, maybe uh, an email campaign, maybe your favorite store that, yes, you like to receive emails from because once in a while you'll use your coupon. Sometimes you you do like to shop there. You don't not want to get the $25 off coupons, but you don't want to get them all the time. And especially if it's your business account or maybe your family account, maybe it's like you're waiting for those important messages. And when you're refreshing, all you see is messaging or emails from those accounts or those marketing emails. And you're trying to avoid that. So this is like the perfect scenario where, or a perfect example where you can use one of those companies as your first filter and see if you like how that's feeling. And then you continue to do that um, on a more complex level. So for instance, every, so what you will do is you'll go to the filters and then you will tell it again, filters and rules are, are sometimes interchanged in the settings, but you will say, uh, you know, every time I get an email message from this company, I want it to go to this folder. And so that way, every time you get that message, um, you, it, it, you know, it'll go into that folder. You won't have to see it in your email inbox. You will see it in that folder. And whenever you're in the mood to read those messages from that store or get that coupon, you just have to go to that. I'm going to give you a couple more rules or filters that I think are, you know, you could be using um, as some examples. But again, you can set as many filters as you'd like. I'd just be very careful with doing uh, small steps first, especially if you're not used to setting rules and filters uh, in, in your email inbox, and then go from there. But these are some simple ones. So for instance, there are people or organizations 
that you never want it to be sent to spam. And sometimes they do. So maybe it's a, a star VIP client. Maybe it's the family doctor. You want to make sure that that is never sent to spam. So that is a filter. That is a rule. And every time it comes from this email inbox, it won't be sent to spam. Another one is the very opposite. If you are, you want to delete a specific email that's coming to you and somehow you unsubscribed and it's just not working, then that is a great example of add it to the every time I get an email from this person or from this account, I want you to delete it. And that is the action that your email inbox will take. Two other examples that I'll give you are every time there, is, there are certain words in an email, maybe you have certain words that are very important to you. And those are the ones that you want the rule to address like you for it to go to a specific email. This is particularly important for uh, maybe you belong to a board or there's just a certain word that is very important, very unique. I wouldn't necessarily do this for specific words that are popular. Uh, as you can probably imagine, that could that might get messy. And if you don't get specific with your words, then you'll get an overabundance into that folder and then that'll be a kind of a mess. So this is more specific to boards or very unique names, things that, are, that really would only come like acronyms or really would only come from that one account that you want to make sure is put in a different inbox or a different folder. So, um, but you can definitely filter by um, words that an email has. Same thing with words or subject. Uh, lines. So if the subject line is consistent and you want to make sure that every time that subject line pops up, it goes to a certain folder or maybe gets deleted, uh, then this is a great opportunity for you to create a rule or a filter for that. Also, I'll, to, I'll actually, I'm going to share a couple more because there's just, there's so many and these are all equally important, but um, also by size. So don't think just words and, and or contents of the words or names or accounts. Also think about numbers like the size of the document, maybe really large files. You want to make sure those are addressed. So then you put those in a specific folder, maybe the ones that have attachments because you want to make, you know, this is also really particular when you're doing special projects and you don't want to miss, um, you know, the attachments from a client or an image that's super important that needs to, you know, you need, you need to pay attention to. So this is, these are great filters for you to create when those instances are going on. Okay. So those are five of my most favorite features that you can be utilizing in your email inbox that I hope will create some more peace and organization in your inbox so it's not so overwhelming, especially during um, end of the year or vacation time when uh, instead of your email inbox having to be overwhelming, it should, it should be working for you. So th these are great tips for you to be utilizing so that when you come back from rest, you're not overwhelmed and that your email inbox did the work for you. It put it all into place and you don't have to be as overwhelmed as you normally would be. Just remember that all of these tools are incredibly powerful, these, especially the email inboxes, and they can help you accomplish a lot more than you might have guessed from the get-go, but you do have to explore what tools work for you. And even though I, I just gave you five, there is about you know 100 more I could have given you and other features and tools and buttons that I think could help, but I want you to start slow. I want you to start with something you will be consistent about and on because if you start utilizing all of them, then it'll create the opposite 
reaction. Um, instead of helping you feel in control of your inbox, you will feel out of control because there's just so many so many buttons. So just because they're there, it doesn't. All those buttons are there, and all those features are there. It does not mean you should be utilizing. And I especially would encourage you not to utilizing, to not utilize them all at once because it can be very overwhelming. Thank you for listening to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you'd leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. It helps with letting people know that we're here. For full show notes and resources, head on over to theorganizedflamingo.com slash podcast. Happy organizing. Happy organizing.